Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Welcome into the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Sometimes when you do radio, you've got a plan. You are ready to go. You know exactly what you're going to say and how the show is going to go. And then something comes up and everything changes. I was all ready today to talk about the four myths of small business time management. I was all ready to go, and I'll do that here in a little bit, but I was all ready. I was just in the sprinter's position to sprint out of the blocks and change the way that you use your time. And then I read a story that made me physically react, like I saw colors. I was so mad about this story. And I'm like, you know what? The the time management thing is super important, but we're going to get to that in a minute. We have to start today's show with this news story because it's just, I, I mean, you know, it's unacceptable is what it is. I want you to join me in the Wayback Machine, and we're going to go back to March of 2020. It's March of 2020, you're a small business owner. Now raise your hand if you were a small business owner, March of 2020. Okay, I see you. I was as well. And I remember when the world shut down. And collectively, we didn't know what to do. Because if you're a small business owner, odds are you make your own money, you're responsible for your family's income, and seemingly everything we knew about life was upside down. We couldn't go out and talk to one another. Many of us had to close our stores. We had to come up with an online strategy instantly. We couldn't even get toilet paper. Okay, let's be real. Plus, we were all kind of worried about dying. Like there was a time there where it was super scary and no one really knew what was going on. So this is March of 2020. Okay, we're panicked. Our support systems are gone, we're closing our stores, we're digitally pivoting, and the like. And then a couple of months into it, here comes this lifeline for many of us in small business. The PPP loans and the EIDL program, both of them played a crucial role in keeping small businesses open. I got a PPP loan. My wife got a PPP loan. Did you get one? Many of us did. And in the revisionist history of the PPP loans, people now think, oh, well, those PPP loans, those were just for rich guys to do whatever they wanted with. Like, that's the common perception nowadays. Is that called gaslighting? Is that what the kids call it? That's what it's called nowadays. 
when they think back to the PPP loans, oh, that was just a handout to business. Well, when all of our customers went away and our entire support system crumbled, the PPP came to us based on how many people we were employing and how much money we were making. It was the Paycheck Protection Program. It literally was designed so you didn't have to fire people. Now, I only had contractors, but I didn't have to lay them off. And many of you have employees that you were able to pay through the PPP program. The EIDL, that's another deal, but it was also incredibly important. And I remember when the PPP program came down. And I remember being a good steward of the money so I could get the debt relieved. And I remember how important it was to literally keep my people employed and keep my doors open. Do you remember that? It was a huge program, over a trillion dollars distributed amongst the PPP and the IDLE program. So why are we talking about something that's now three years old, Pat? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. And again, I saw plaid. I was so angry. Story out right now. Fraud in the PPP and IDLE program. Now, I think... Everyone kind of expected it. And I could go back and try and find the quotes, but I think some of the senators and legislators, they were pretty sure there was going to be fraud in this program. But it was so urgent and it was so important, it got passed anyway. So I think everyone kind of expected this. But the the story out is that the SBA and the Office of the Inspector General have found $200 billion dollars. In fraud, 200 billion, 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 porky pig, billion, 200 billion dollars in fraud in the program. Now, you would think the guy on the radio is going to rail against the government. Nope. You would think the guy on the radio is going to complain that they didn't do enough. Nope. I am beside myself that there's 200 billion dollars worth of people that got in on this program that was trying to keep all of us afloat. Because that PPP money, that was important. Really important. You were able to keep your people on the payroll. We were able to keep our contractors on payroll. We were able to keep the doors open. This was absolutely critical and an absolute lifesaver. Then, When you did what you needed to do, the money got forgiven. So now that's why it's so incredibly unpopular. So not only was there a ton of fraud, but now recently the uh, Supreme Court acted to block the student loan relief. And the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, well, those PPP loans got forgiven. So, you know, you fat cat small business owners, which is hilarious to say out loud, right? Fat cat, small business owners. Well, you got your loans relieved. Well, yeah. You know why we got our loans relieved? Because that money was for our people. If you don't know this, know this. 48% of the country has a job thanks to a small business owner. 40, we're going to say that again. 48%, 48%, half the country works for a small business owner. So if we go back to 2020 and replay what would have happened, let's say the PPP loans didn't exist. How many of those people would have been unemployed or laid off? A lot. And then what happens to the American economy? One. And two, if the PPP loan didn't have forgiveness built into it, 
Could you have signed a $20,000, dollars $150,000 loan and know you had to pay it back? A lot of us weren't in that situation. The program, as it was offered, was keep your people on payroll, prove it to us that that's what you used it for, we'll forgive the money. So that's what we did. And collectively, half of the workforce didn't miss a paycheck because of the program. So as we look back, everyone expected there was going to be fraud. We all kind of knew that it was going to be part of the program, but it needed to be passed anyway. And now today, three years later, small business and the PPP program is being drugged through the mud because now people think that we're rich, which is, again, hilarious. And two, that we didn't mind the store and that we were scamming people. It's just, you know, it's just heartbreaking. You've heard me say on the show so many times that no one understands. No one understands what small business owners are doing how we survive, how we make a living, what it takes for us to be successful. And when 17% of a federal program is just given to fraudsters, like, it's just so defeating. Absolutely defeating. Now, to the SBA's credit, they're working with all of the government agencies to go get some of that money back. And they've already, like, arrested or indicted over a 1,000 people. And they've gotten back like 30% of the fraud. So that's good. Go get those people. Because I want to meet those people that defrauded the program in a back alley. I am not pleased with you people. But as we move forward, and as we try and build our small businesses, this is just another reminder. We got help when we needed it. But the program, when it was rolled out, a bunch of bad people got in there, and they took their cut too. And it's just heartbreaking. And as people look at small business owners and they think, well... You're just a bunch of fat cats that got a gift. Man, just remember, half the country works for small business. Your neighbor, you know, mathematically, the person to your left works for a small business owner. Remember that. Half the country. So our success is your community's success. That's why we have to stick together. So I got that little gift that was dropped on my desk and made me see spots. So I put off what I was going to lead the show with, but we are going to get to that coming up in a minute. There are four myths when it comes to using your time as a small business owner. Some of them are learned habits and some of them are just bad pieces of advice. We're going through those myths now that I'm all warmed up. Welcome into this edition of America's Small Business Conversation. You found the Pat Miller Show. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. You have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a customer 
customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show. This is America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the idea coach. As I help you build your business, and as we lead our events like the Small Business Rebellion and our annual conference and our idea collective community, we center on three things that I think will help you be successful. There are a lot of things we can worry about, but if we control these three things, we're going to goose our odds of success. And those three things as a small business owner are time, money, and real relationships. To quickly go through those, money is about minding your expenses, taking your profit first, and making sure that you're not... Uh, sacrificing the future for today because we have to get paid or we close. So you have to know how to handle your money and you got to make sure that you've got money in the bank to keep your employees working and keep your business moving forward. Real relationships, that comes to avoiding the terrible networking events and dealing with the business card slappers that just want to have a one-on-one to scam from you. It's about finding your people. And it's about knowing who you're going to grow with. That's what the community that we host is all about. Don't grow it alone. But the time piece, that's what I want to talk about. Four myths when it comes to small business time management. The very first one, and this is the one that is hardest to break, I think, is that as a small business owner, the rules don't apply to you. What rules are you talking about, Pat? Well, the rules of time don't apply to you. In the American workforce, when does America work? Well, unless we're in the service sector, like a restaurant, primarily we work Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or thereabouts, right? That's when America works. But as a small business owner, when do you work? You get to answer that question. You don't need to work Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 or 9 to 5 and take a lunch around noon. You get to work whenever your clients need you to work. So especially if you don't have a retail location, 
you can work pretty much whenever it works for you and your clients. One of my favorite examples of this is someday, oh, someday, I'm looking up in the clouds and I'm praying, someday I'm going to have enough money to have a country club membership. And I'm going to be able to play golf anytime I want. Now, as a small business owner, maybe I'll work on Saturday and Sunday, but I won't work on Monday and Tuesday. I'll play golf all day on Monday and Tuesday. Why? Because the course is empty and I get to make that decision. So, so many people, when they leave their corporate gig or they go out and they open their small business, they just instinctively get into the Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., to 5 p.m. routine. So that is the first myth about small business time management. You don't need to work when everybody else works. The rules don't apply to you. The second myth of small business time management is that working more means that you'll make more money. We see it over and over again. And unless you're producing widgets for a living and the more widgets you make, the more money you can make, odds are working more doesn't mean making more. Sometimes it means making less because you're working on too many projects or you are chasing the wrong things and you're not focused. We think that if we work long hours and hustle and grind around the clock, that that will mean a higher take-home pay. And that's not always the case. So when you think about output as a small business owner, put all of your time and effort into the product that you make, make it as great as you can, but make sure that you're aware of hours in does not mean money out. So maybe your business where it's grown right now is only a 20 hour a week endeavor. That's okay. So myth one, the rules don't apply to you. You don't have to work nine to five. Myth two, working more does not mean making more. We're talking about small business myths when it comes to time. Here's the third one. You can own a small business and you don't need to do everything. When people think about running their own small business, they think, well, the buck stops here. And we often translate that into, well, I have to do all the things. You do not need to do all the things. In fact, there are things that you do that you're terrible at. There's so many things that I do that I'm terrible at, and I need to not do those things, and you need to not do those things too. So what is the myth? You don't need to do it. You need someone to do it for you. The book, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan is required reading. And if you've not read it and adopted that philosophy into running your small business, you're putting everything kind of on hard mode because you do not need to do all the things, especially the things that you're not very good at. So here's the fourth myth when it comes to small business time management. How you work is as important as what you do. The how we go about working. So we talked a little bit about this. The rules don't apply to you. That working more doesn't mean more money. That you don't need to do everything. But how you go about working is almost as important as what you do. And I'll give you some examples. With the who not how idea, you should only be doing the things that only you can do. We just shared that. But the other thing is that you should be working during your peak productivity hours. That ties into the first myth that the rules don't apply to you. If you're a night owl, great. Be a night owl. 
Work from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. when no one's there to bother you. If you get up early in the morning like I do and you can be super productive from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. before people get to you, great. If you feel like working on the weekend because that just gives you the free brain space you need to think, cowabunga. Get after it. So you can work in your peak hours of productivity. couple other things. Shutting down your distractions and closing off all of the squirrels that run about you is another way that helps you work better so you can get more done. So if you can cut out the distractions, stop trying to multitask, what you do can be more productive and you can get more things done. Another thing is batching up the work. If I've got to write copy or I've got to write a customer email, maybe I just stack up all my customer emails into a pile. And then I make an hour where I'm just going to do some writing. And once you get started on doing the writing task, the stuff can just flow out of you. And then the last thing about how you work and how it can be a game changer for small business productivity is process and automation. If you do something once and it has to happen again, how can you begin to automate that process? either through software programs, reusing scripts, chat GPT and AI, or my favorite, which is delegating it. But there are things that you do repeatedly, and if you do them repeatedly, they should be automated or at least scheduled so that way they can move faster. So the four myths of small business productivity, the rules don't apply to you, working more doesn't mean more money, you don't need to do it all, and how you work is as important as what you do. It's a big picture discussion. It's a way for us to stop and reflect and make sure that we're being as productive as we can be. Okay, coming up next in the Pat Miller Show, if you need to get out and share your message with more people, PR is a great way to do it, but it can be a big job to get the attention of the media. Our next guest, Cahill, has helped to automate that process so you can get in front of more people. We'll talk about public relations for your small business next on the Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. You're an expert in your own field, so why not take it to the next level and get paid for it? Hi, I'm Wendy Babcock. My three-day paid speaking boot camp is your ticket to turning what you know into real income. No matter if it's an audience of five people or 500, or if you don't have books, services, products, or programs to sell, even if you're not a celebrity or even well-known, Wendy's online paid speaking boot camp will give you the skills to always get paid for speaking no matter what. Keynote speakers get paid anywhere from $2,500 to $7,500 at my intensive three-day boot camp, you'll not only build your speaking skills, you'll also learn where to find and how to book speaking gigs. The next boot camp is June 27th through 29th. Register now at paidspeakingbootcamp.com and you'll also get lifetime access to Wendy's weekly speaker support hour, an exciting forum to get answers and unlock still more secrets to getting paid for speaking every time you step on stage, no matter what. Register now at paidspeakingbootcamp.com. Paidspeakingbootcamp.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. And if you've been listening to the show, you've heard us a lot recently talking about AI. Why are we spending so much time talking about AI? Because if you're a small business owner like I am, you're short of time and you're short of money. 
The good thing about AI is if you start using it correctly, it can save you time and make you money. On today's show, we're going to talk about an AI success story. Somebody that launched a really cool product and then supercharged it with AI when it became available. So let's welcome to the show Cahill. He's the founder of Press Jockey. Cahill, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I'm great, Pat. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad you're here. I want to hear this success story. So what is Press Jockey? And then let's talk about how AI supercharged the product. Absolutely. So Press Jockey is a an AI-powered press tool to help small businesses and agencies get more press exposure. Okay, so how does it work? We aggregate thousands of press requests from around the web, automatically filter them for you based on keywords and algorithmic matching, and then give you the ability to use AI to help you respond to those press requests better and faster so that you can get more opportunities for your business. I think a lot of people don't realize how many press requests are out there. There are a lot of people out there seeking speakers and experts to come on and talk about their topic, but it's hard to keep track of them all and it's even harder to respond to them all. So Press Jockey started to aggregate all these opportunities and then AI was rolled out. How is AI taking Press Jockey to the next level? Yeah, good, good, good that you mentioned that. So there, there are thousands of opportunities around the web for experts of all types. Um, it, 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 there are everything from healthcare to fintech to finances to beauty. Like there are thousands of requests. And so, like, like you said, what we do is we aggregate them and we give them, give you an easy way to respond to them in one spot. Now we implemented AI to help with a couple of things. One was to help with the matching system of what we're doing. Uh, so we, we use AI to give you better matches. And then we also are integrating in a number of other ways. So you can actually click a button and it will read the press request and give you a response that you can then quickly edit and send. So you can get over writer's block with the, with the click of a button. And then we're also integrating it in terms of giving you keyword suggestions and, and better matching suggestions so that you can find opportunities that you might not have thought of before. Uh, and so you can get, again, more exposure for, for your business. That's the whole plan for it. A thousand years ago, I was in the media. I was doing morning shows. I was casting guests all the time. And the way that it works inside at least a radio station when I was there, you're planning tomorrow's show, you're planning two days from now, and you need an expert to speak about the thing, so you send out the request. Sometimes the most qualified, competent-sounding guest that comes to you, they're the one that gets booked. You're going to get people on a lot more shows when this is uh, adopted everywhere. This sounds like a really great product. Yeah, thank you. Um, and that, you're, you're absolutely right. There are again, thousands of podcasts thousands of blogs, hundreds and hundreds of, of publications, um, thousands of journalists who are looking for experts just like you to give them insight about an article that they're on a deadline for or a podcast or radio show that they're on a deadline for. It's like they have to create content and they have to create good content that attracts listeners, readers, et cetera. And so they're looking for experts like you to provide an opinion. And so again, what we do is we aggregate that to make it easier for you to respond to and give you give you more opportunities to get get in front of the media. 
We're doing an AI success story here with Cahill, the founder of Press Jockey. Let's go back to the moment where you saw AI and really had that aha moment of how it was going to supercharge the Press Jockey product. Do you remember that moment where you thought, oh, this is going to change everything? Because I want to encourage the people that are in the audience that are listening to really challenge themselves for a similar moment. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, so there's... So there's, there's two moments, I would say. The first moment was a couple of years ago when I heard about ChatGPT. I heard about it on a podcast and I thought, oh, wow, this is going to really change everything. I believe it was Joe Rogan's podcast. And I tried to get early access to it. And I did. The problem was I'm not a developer. <sighs> so I couldn't do anything with it. And the developers were charging, you know, lawyer rates to work on, <laughs> on the tool. And as I don't, I was like, I didn't have, I don't have the money to do this. Um, but that was the first time I heard about it now. And I thought, wow, if this, if this type of product exists now, I want to get in on it early to try and understand how to use it. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything with the early access that I got. So then fast forward two years and come January, 2023, and I hear about ChatGPT, and it is all about the same large language model, um, the same AI model that I had gotten early access to, but now it's two generations ahead and it had gone from zero to hundred million users in about 60 days. And I thought, oh, wow, if I'm not in on this right now, I'm going to be really behind. And so I need to drop what I'm doing figuratively and literally <laughs> and like dive into understanding how powerful is this thing really? And, and how can I potentially use it? And so I did that. And then I said to our development team, I said, Hey, we're going to integrate this into our application. I said, cause I've got a, a boutique agency. I said to my agency, you know, employees, I said, you've got to start learning how to use AI for the content that you're creating, the, the stories that you're generating, the, 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 the press you know, that you're creating for clients, like we've got to use this, it is going to be massive. And since that point in time, that's when we started integrating it into press jockey and you know, it's the future is, is looking a little nuts in terms of what it's going to be able to do. Yeah. It's wild what it can do. And today where it is, not even where it's going to go today, where it is, it sounds like press jockey is using it for the two things that, you know, it does best at the moment, filtering and, and searching. It's really good at summarizing and filtering and searching, but it's also really good at that speed of response, that rapid response that's about 80 to 85% ready to go to right. help you move faster. Are there any other use cases that you might think are, are soon or that other small business owners should be paying attention to other than filtering and writing? Yes. So I think let's talk about it from a small business perspective first, then we can dive down the rabbit hole a tiny bit afterwards. From a small business perspective, I think that everyone, it doesn't matter what business you're in, you should be thinking about AI as your assistant. And if you think about it as your assistant, you can ask it to assist you with many, many things. Some of it, some of the things that you ask it, it won't be able to do well, but think of it that way and experiment, like really experiment. I think that's the starting point. So whether that's with finances, whether that's with research, whether that's with summarizing things, keywords, writing content, giving you brainstorming ideas, you know, like editing, editing any written text, legal documents, like if we can go down a list, I can keep going for <laughs> minutes about all the things you could, 
you could experiment with. Some of it, it will do extremely well. Some of it, it will be, it'll be okay. However, the other thing we've got to remember is there are now tools that are coming out that leverage AI in different ways that literally a month ago did not exist. And now all of a sudden you can do things like creating images, creating videos, editing videos, um, using AI based voice. That is your voice on a video that you didn't record like that just came out a week ago. Um, you know, there's a whole, whole whack of things that you can do. And so I would say start in those places and, and start using it for, for anything in that, that way, where's it going? Um, and where are we kind of looking at taking it? It can get really advanced. And so there's, there's these interesting things called, you know, vector-based databases, which if you can think about chat, you, you type in an idea or something you want, the database won't look for that exact match. It will look. For it will understand the context of what you're searching for. So if I'm saying, Hey, I want to be healthy, find me all the, all the posts or, or bloggers and podcasters related to health. It will understand that a nutritionist and a, and a, a dietitian, but also a personal trainer and a doctor are all in the realm of health. And so it will find me matches for all of those things. And that's kind of like the idea of like a vector based database. You don't have to say, find me a doctor, find me a personal trainer, a nutritionist, say health, and it will find you all of the, all of the above. So that's kind of where we're, we're taking things. And it's going to be interesting. Conversations like this just get me so fired up. It wasn't long ago we met ChatGPT for the first time, and now it's changing businesses and powering innovation like it is with Press Jockey. Cahill, the founder of Press Jockey, great conversation. Thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Pat, for having me. Midwest small business owners, raise your hand, unless you're driving, raise your hand. I'm right here waving my hand at you. If you're a small business owner in the Midwest, I want to meet you and I want to see you at our newest event called the Idea Collective's Small Business Rebellion presented by Relay. We are coming to Chicago, great city, go Bears. We're coming to Chicago on Saturday, August 19th, and we are bringing one of my favorite people with us. Mike Michalowicz, the best-selling author of Profit First, is going to be in person for this one-day small business event. And if you're in driving distance, you have to be there. Learn more at smallbusinessrebellion.com. Look it up right now, smallbusinessrebellion.com. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Developing your business is a journey. So make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. 
Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit Sidekick-Accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted Sidekick. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. It's really a time for us to work on the business, not in it. So when we do the What's Working Right Now segment, we get a chance to bring on somebody smart and ask them, what's the newest thing? What do you got? Tell us something good. And that What's Working Right Now segment today is held down by Robert Peterson. He's a business mindset coach for Add Value to Life Coaching. Robert, thanks for joining us in the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? Pat, I am doing well. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I love this segment because we get to learn. And as someone that coaches entrepreneurs, I'm sure you're adding really cool things all the time. So tell us what's working right now. Well, I'll tell you. So I have my own podcast and I kind of started it just to create connections. And of course, because I started it with that intention, it was really good at creating connections and creating relationships, but it wasn't really building an audience of of my ideal clients. And I realized, you know, you are the the five people that you hang around with the most. And while I was elevating my game with an audience, I wasn't elevating an audience to become clientele. And so I'm launching a new show. I'm targeting a specific niche of entrepreneurs. We're, we're working ex- exclusively with home service providers and we're launching a show that's going to target them to share their stories. And so bringing home service providers on like you're doing here to share their business story, to share their successes, their challenges, the reality uh, of being an entrepreneur and create a community of potential clients. Podcasts are conversations for sure. And you've experienced something that a lot of podcasters find out the hard way, that just because you have a podcast doesn't mean you're attracting your ideal clients. And oftentimes it's narrowing down your subject matter and your guests to really rig the game and hardwire that you're talking to the right people. How did you make that realization? Because it sounded like your podcast was growing, but it wasn't really hitting the people that you wanted. So how did you realize that that was the thing to do? Well, I, I, I've noticed some other people doing some things in, you know, some guesting groups and, and other groups and, and even attracting guests from a group of podcast hosts and, and guests all in one community isn't necessarily reaching your ideal client. And so my show have lots of experts, entrepreneur experts. Well, none of those experts are going to say, well, you know, I'm a coach and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but I'm terrible at it. I'm, I'm, struggling with this and I'm hating that. Right. And so I started to recognize, you know what, these people are sharing all the same kinds of advice, but none of them are sharing some real struggle and some real challenges that we can lean into. And so I want to start reaching people that are, you know, having a real struggle, willing to share their story 
and then willing to step back and evaluate it. And then, you know, how can we work together? How can we solve this problem for you? How can, how can we make a difference in your business and help you, you grow your business? And so really just trying to focus on helping people and, and part of targeting home service providers is kind of to get out of this online space (laughs) and, and really reach out to, they're not brick and mortar businesses, right? These are men and women that are running businesses out of a truck. And so they're spending the day running from house to house to house, trying to please homeowners and busy all day long. But, you know, have they designed the business that they wanted? Have they, have they made the plan that they wanted or are they missing out on the things that really matter most to them? And that's where the mindset piece really comes in is helping them design the life that they want and help them redesign their business to support it. And with a narrow list of guests, you will talk about the things that they're curious about and help them grow, which also leads to community. Community is built when others hear people just like them talking about things that they're going through. So as you look forward with the podcast, what are some of the things you're going to do to enhance the community and make people feel like they finally found their people? Well, the biggest challenge, I think, is helping them share their true story, right? Creating a safe space to share and in creating a podcast environment that, you know what, I'm not just pitching here, right? I'm, my goal isn't just to, to sell you something. Our goal, it really is to create a community of like-minded business people that want to share their stories and their solutions and, and be real with each other. Um, you know, almost a mastermind. So the audience can really hear, man, he's going through the same thing I went through. And it sounds like he, he found a solution or, or he's making steps towards a solution. And that gives me hope. And it also will build momentum, too. Uh, We're talking with Robert Peterson, uh, a business mindset coach for Add Value to Life Coaching, just went through the process of going from, I'll interview almost anyone, to I'm going to interview just these people. And now he's starting to feel the momentum of a more targeted guest list and uh, content that's going through the podcast. So where does it end up? What does success look like as you start to build this program and you start to build a community of home service providers? Where does it go someday? Well, I mean, the ultimate goal is that I'm taking some of these home service providers around the world to visit other countries and share their success, share their stories, share what they've done in business to encourage others to be entrepreneurs. Because I think business development is the lessons that can help solve poverty around the world, in your local city, in, in countries in South America and countries in Africa where where poverty is just rampant. I think helping people start a business and be encouraged to start a business and be encouraged to lean into their expertise is really going to be revolutionary. And the truth is the best people to share that are the people that have done it and experienced it. And so I want to take them right from running their truck from house to house to a trip down to Uganda or to Kenya and spend four days just telling other people their story about their business. And here's the kicker, because they've had such business success, they've got the opportunity to make micro investments in people's businesses in other countries. And so $1,000 gets you a day here. $1,000 for them gets them six months of business, right? So you could give them $100 to start. And if they go through the first steps of business development, you give them the next $100 and the next $100. And you help them get a business started from nothing to something that's supporting and sustaining their family. Most of the time when you talk to someone that's starting a podcast, they're starting a podcast to grow their coaching business and to make a little bit of money. But you have such a big beautiful goal. If those things start to come to pass, what will that mean to you as the entrepreneur that's doing it for a higher purpose than just making money for you? 
Well, obviously it will make money for me because, but I think the higher purpose is, is the bigger driver. I think all of us have a, a real purpose in us that, that goes far beyond money and, and far beyond, you know, just getting enough to eat or having a, a roof over your head. I think we were created to impact human lives. Every human being, if they sought to do something positive for other human beings, how great would our planet be, right? And so why not try to create something that is much bigger than myself and hopefully become so big that I can no longer contain it? <laughs> it just goes worldwide. Uh, it's a beautiful message. Congratulations on the new podcast. Definitely inspiring to all of us. How can we make an impact bigger than just our pocketbook. Robert Peterson, business mindset coach, add value to life coaching. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I appreciate it. Pat, thanks for having me. Appreciate you, buddy. Whew, wow. We were all over the place today. I think I've finally calmed down a little bit from my rant earlier about the PPP fraud. Boy, that got me riled up. Also, thanks to our guest Cahill and Robert Peterson for coming on the show. So if you like the show, are you subscribed to it? You can hear every episode we've ever done. Subscribe to our podcast version at patmillershow.com. That's patmillershow.com. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We'll see you right here next week. Thanks for listening to the Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for the Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.